Up until recently, I was the only pastor in our family, and so when there would be gatherings of the family, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, you can imagine what would happen. Usually the host would turn to me and say, Mark, will you say grace? And I would say, let us pray, and we'd all bow our heads and I would pray. Now everyone knows that routine, except for the little grandkids. And at a recent gathering, I said, let us pray. And before I could get a word out, Eli, our three-year-old, burst out singing, Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed. And we uh, were shocked a little bit, but then we caught on, so we all joined in. Oh, the Lord is good to me. Amen, 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 amen. It's the Johnny Appleseed grace. Now, you may have sung it at camp or, or perhaps in scouts or at a church meal, but do you know where that prayer comes from? I didn't. So I looked it up, and I was shocked. It comes from a Disney movie. Now, I've seen a lot of Disney movies, and I don't remember much praying going on. But this Disney tune is sung in the Johnny Appleseed segment of a 1948 animated Disney movie called Melody Time. And shockingly for Disney, it actually captures the spirit of the real Johnny Appleseed, whose name was John Chapman. He was a traveling missionary and pioneer nurseryman who went around planting apple trees around Pennsylvania and Ohio and, and all the way up into to Ontario. If you know anything about Johnny Appleseed, you could probably... Uh, Picture him bare feet wearing his uh, trademark uh, uh, pot for a hat and wandering around the countryside just throwing apple seeds. But, of course, if you do that, uh, you don't get any apple trees. They don't really grow that way. Uh, You've got to take care of them. And so what, what Johnny Appleseed did was not throw apple seeds willy-nilly across the countryside, he would establish nurseries. And he would plant the apple seeds and he would fence it in and then he would contract with the local farmer to take care of it. And when the trees grew up large enough to sell off to the neighbors, then Johnny and the farmer would split the profit. And that's how he financed his ability to travel across the countryside sharing his faith, handing out religious publications and telling stories and, and talking about Jesus to anybody who'd put him up for the night. Now, Disney may have written the words, but they certainly fit Johnny's beliefs. Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord. In re- researching this song, I, I found out that as with many historical figures, there are people who idolize the person, but ignore their faith. I doubt if, uh, if Disney were to make a remake of that movie today that, that Johnny would be singing a prayer to God. Probably wouldn't be in there. I came across the Girl Scout uh, Leaders blog talking about using this prayer in scouting. It was written by Trisha Fauber, and she says she always changes the words of the song for her girls. Instead of singing, Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord, 
she has her troops sing, Oh, the earth is good to me, and so I thank the earth. And she says, it makes more sense. Now, I don't know how it makes sense to, to thank the earth for the sun, but is it true? I mean, should we be thanking the earth rather than the Lord? Should, is thanking the Lord a crazy thing to do? Some people think it doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense or not to you to thank the Lord? The Bible says in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And of course the Bible is talking about giving thanks to the Lord. But does it make sense to thank the Lord that way? In all circumstances, can we say, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain? Does it make sense to thank God in all circumstances? Does it make sense to thank God at all? Some people don't think so. But let's ask uh, some other people in the Bible. Let's, let's ask Daniel what he thinks about giving thanks to God. Daniel was living as an exile in a foreign country where anti-Semitism was rampant and where there were certain leaders who were jealous of his abilities. And so they pushed for King Darius to make a proclamation that for the next month, no one would be allowed to pray to anybody other than the king himself, under penalty of death. And you can guess what penalty these folks came up with. To be thrown into a den of lions. Daniel in the lion's den, for those of you from Sunday school. That was the penalty for praying to God. So, what did Daniel do? Did he give up praying? Did he switch from thanking the Lord to, to thanking Darius? What made sense to Daniel? Well, here's what it says. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Now, it got him thrown into a den of lions but he wouldn't stop thanking the Lord. It made sense to him. Then there's Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was just minding her own business, planning her wedding, looking forward to uh, just to, to settle down with Joseph, have a normal life. Then an angel comes along and upsets all her plans. Guess what, the angel Gabriel says. You're going to get pregnant. And Joseph's not the father. It's God. Oh, and all those, uh, those baby name books you've been looking up, you can throw them out because his name's going to be Jesus. And his kingdom will never end. And how does Mary respond to having her whole life turned upside down? By saying, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord. Actually, these are... These are actual words from Luke 1. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. 
From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. She thought it made sense to thank the Lord. And let's go on and, and look to, to David. David, both the boy and David the king. In Psalm 69, he pours out his anguish over the injustices that he's faced. You know, when he was younger, he would, would help King Saul. He would even play music for him to calm Saul's troubled soul. But in return, what did Saul try to do? He tries to throw a spear through him and nail him to the wall. And he, he runs him out of Israel. And later, when David becomes king, his own son, Absalom, starts a rebellion and turns the people against David. David tries to reconcile with Absalom, and all Absalom wants is for David to be dead so he can be king. Listen to the pain in Psalm 69. I'm worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without reason outnumber the hairs on my head. Many are my enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me. I'm forced to restore what I did not steal. Have you ever experienced injustice yourself? Someone dislikes you for no good reason? They don't like the color of your skin or the way you talk or your nationality or, or for reasons you can't even figure out. They just hate you for no reason at all and treat you poorly. It's enough to make you want to cry, especially when God doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. But even in those circumstances, David thanks the Lord. Later in Psalm 69 it says, But as for me, afflicted and in pain, may your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. And if all those voices are enough, let's ask the multitude who gather from every tribe and nation and language there before the throne of God after the great tribulation and revelation. Remember last week we talked about all those weird words from revelation and those strange images. But one of the, the images isn't strange is that people of every kind coming together before God, before Jesus and worshiping and giving thanks. Revelation 7. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels are standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks, and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. To many people in the world today, giving thanks to God makes no sense. If things are going well, then they, then they thank themselves. They think they deserve it. Or they thank their, 
They're lucky stars. Thank their luck. Or for a few, like Tricia, perhaps they thank the earth. And if things are going, going poorly, then why give any thanks at all? For a lot of people in the world, giving thanks to the Lord just doesn't make any sense. But for those like John Chapman and Daniel and Mary and the multitudes and Revelation and even the angels, giving thanks to God makes total sense. When things are going great, the sun is shining, the apples are abundant, and the family is together, and when things are a struggle, when the rain is pouring down, people are are mistreating you for no reason at all, and when the shelves are empty, it still makes sense, whatever the time, to give thanks to God. Even Jesus thanked God. And I, I noticed a pattern in Jesus' thanks when I was looking up the prayers of thanks that Jesus lifted up. He doesn't even wait for the answer to his prayers before thanking God. He doesn't wait for the miracle to happen. He thanks God in advance. He is so confident in the Father's care that he thanks God before the miracle even happens. Remember the feeding of the 5,000? 5,000 hungry people, and the only thing on the table is five little loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Not even enough for everyone to have a bite. But watch what Jesus does. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people, and they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Jesus doesn't wait around to make sure that and see if everybody got enough to eat. He thanks God in advance. And it's the same way when Lazarus is raised from the dead. Remember, Jesus shows up four days late. Lazarus is already in the tomb. His body is always already rotten. There's a stone sealing it off. But Jesus tells them to remove the stone because he is the resurrection and the life. And then, of course, he prays. So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Before it even happens, Jesus is already thanking God. And then on the night in which he would go towards the cross, to give his life the very next day at his last supper, as we call, Jesus gives thanks as well. Jesus gives thanks even though the man who would betray him is eating at the table with him, even though he knows that all of his friends are going to abandon him, even though he knows that he is going to have to go to the cross, have his blood shed, have his body broken. Still he gives thanks, not once, 
Not twice, but three times. Three times. It's in Luke 22. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, he gave thanks. And he said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been declared, but woe to the man who betrays him. Would you thank God at your last supper? Would you thank God even though you know you're going to be betrayed? Would you thank God knowing that that your friends would leave you? Would you thank God even when the Lord is good to you and you have all the things you need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed? Does giving thanks to God make sense to you? Or is Tricia right? Is Jesus and Daniel and Mary and Johnny Appleseed, are they... Are they correct in praising and thanking God in all circumstances? Or does it not make sense and we should just thank somebody else or no one at all? Well, you'll have to decide. And This Thanksgiving, you're probably going to sit down to a big meal. And hopefully you'll be with family or friends or maybe you'll be with your friends here. And if someone calls on you, to give the thanksgiving grace. Don't panic if you don't know what to say. Just start singing, Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord. Just follow Eli's example. Sing the Johnny Appleseed song. And if someone says to you, That doesn't make sense, you tell them, It makes sense to me. Who else would I thank but the Lord? And then just sing the song again like we're going to do right now. Will you join with me? Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed. The Lord is good to me. Amen, 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 amen. Rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. We do thank you, God. It may not make sense to the world, but it makes sense to us. It makes sense to thank you when we're seated before a table that has more food than we can possibly eat, but it also makes sense to thank you even when the crowd is large and the table is so bare. Lord, 
you are a God in good times and in bad. And we will thank you. We will praise you for your presence with us through good times and bad. In all times and in all places, may we say, thanks be to God. Thank you.